Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. This podcast is brought to you by Supermetrics. Over half a million marketers use Supermetrics to move data from popular marketing platforms such as Facebook, Google Analytics, and HubSpot to their favorite analytics, reporting, and data warehouse tools, including Google Sheets, Excel, Google Data Studio, Google BigQuery, and more. Give Supermetrics a spin and search a 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. I'm your host, Anna Shitko, and today our guest is Mark Delson, a lead analyst at Thesis Agency, who partners with brands like Adobe, Taco Bell, and Nike. In this episode, you'll learn when you should start measuring your brand awareness, how you should report on brand marketing activities, and what metrics a marketer should track to measure brand awareness. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Hello, Mark, and welcome to the show. Hey there. Awesome. It's so, so good that you join us today. And we have a really, really cool topic for our listeners, which is all about measuring brand awareness and building a report to track the success of your brand performance. So my first question to you, Mark, is at what point should companies actually start measuring brand awareness, in your opinion? Yeah, I would recommend uh, tracking brand awareness as soon as possible uh, if you have resources to do so. Um, just figuring out how to brand, uh, increase your brand awareness is obviously a good focus to gain more customers. Um, but at the starting stages, it really is to help you kind of figure out where you fit in the market space as well as potential spots where you can improve. Um, it's not just like social mentions as far as people, what they're saying about your company, but it, it could be responses about the quality of your product. It could be um, indications of what you could be doing better as a company. Uh, so it's really important to really get that honed in when uh, you're, you're starting your company out so you can best represent what you're doing. Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend starting as soon as possible. Uh, also, when you have fewer mentions, like only a couple hundred a month, that's way easier to start getting things set up that way. Um, then once you start hitting 100,000, 10,000, who knows how many, um, way more uh, a month. Uh, and it's just easier to come through stuff to, to figure out what people are talking and get down to that sentiment level of, of what's going on from the, your customers. That's awesome. I really, really like your point about starting early and this way it would be easier once you have, you know, a few mentions and then moving on to a more complex setup where you have hundreds and thousands of mentions. So I think it's really, really good that you called it out. So my next question would be how marketers or analysts should think about reporting. So before they are to create a to create a report, what kind of questions should they ask from the brand? Are there any specific pieces of information they should collect before they should start thinking about the metrics? For sure, yeah. I think at the bare minimum, uh, I like to start out with the five W's, which is pretty common in journalism to be used. Um, that being who, what, when, where, and why. Uh, it, it can really be applied to the reporting you're doing on specifically what you should be doing for considerations on building out that report. So who could be example being what stakeholders are going to be seeing the report you're working on. 
um, identifying are they C-suite executives? Um, is, are you just working with someone directly that only they are going to see the report? And that kind of goes into what, um, being what business objectives, KPIs is going to be the most meaningful for those stakeholders. Um, along with that, like uh, what channels, what data sources uh, are you going to be accessing or needing to report out on? Uh, when being, um, when are you presenting out these reports? Because uh, it's pretty common you might have a weekly report, a monthly report, or quarterly, and you might be able to prepare differently or store data differently based off of those those answers that you get for the cadence. Uh, as far as the next one on here would be where. Uh, where are these reports going? So who's going to be, pre are you going to be presenting out in a monthly meeting? Um, or are you going to be sending out just via an email as soon as you're done? Will it be sent to uh, whoever your client is? And will they be up leveling it to their boss, then passing them from their boss's boss to the next boss <laughs> and kind of moving up the chain? Or maybe it's a, a group meeting, like I mentioned, on a weekly or a monthly basis where all the stakeholders are together and you're presenting it all at once. And finally, I, I think the most important is why are you doing the report? And ultimately, it's to figure out why this report is important, not only for the KPIs based on it, but what kind of value is it really driving for the organization? Um, it's pretty common that reporting, dashboarding, um, all, all these kind of uh, Things are really important, obviously, but sometimes they're just kind of a, a buzzword uh, and you end up just doing work uh, without creating value for an organization. So if you can actually answer that why, it really will end up showing the value to the client. Um, so yeah, I, I just recommend um, continuing to kind of asking that question, why are you doing this um, to drive the, the best value for the client? client and ultimately that also builds a better relationship with the client. Uh, you can continue to improve, improve the reporting um, and uh, I guess along in that lines is just I have a, a recommendation as far as like just continue to have engagement with the client on those reports uh, especially if they consistently look the same they can get kind of dry or kind of boring, boring, I guess, it's essentially, as far as it's not as exciting or fresh or new anymore. So um, figuring out how you can include more KPIs or do trainings, workshops, and just try to keep them as engaged on that kind of report as much as possible. So the project doesn't fizzle out, essentially. The 5W framework is great. And I think it provides a really, really good baseline for the reporting. Now, let's talk about the structure of these reports a little bit. So how, in your opinion, should marketers structure the reports in a way that it is clear to the audience they're trying to create this report for? So what kind of things should they take into consideration? Yeah, so this kind of goes back to seeing the report. Uh, if it's going to only be used by someone on the internal team, uh, a particular stakeholder, uh, but I, I find maybe focusing on insights and recommendations early on in the report. So if you're doing a deck, uh, like the first few slides, uh, just so if a, I've commonly run into this where executives will look at only the first couple of slides. And so they want that information quick, like quick hits of like, what's happening? What do I do next? Um, so I like to, to make that really clear as far as like big call outs to 
KPIs that are most important to the, the main stakeholders on it. Um, so they can quickly jump in there, see what is up, what is down, um, any recommendations or insights in bulletin form, and what to do next. And this, this is just a quick way to have them get right into it without having to comb through the deck to see what those recommendations are or any insights that pop up. Um, it's kind of all in one spot. And from there, kind of go from telling a, basically a high-level overview of what's happening and then diving deeper into the story as far as breaking things out into different business units, different channels. Uh, so often you might have, uh, like I mentioned before, it could be a call uh, with numerous stakeholders across different teams that might not communicate with each other. So um, they might have different segments within the report that they, they just need to focus in on. So being sure to split it out then, um, or if it's uh, for the company and everyone's using the same channels and they're, they're aligned in that area, you, you could break it out by channel and kind of get into the weeds, so to speak, for someone that's more in the day-to-day -day of building out campaigns, running media campaigns, whatever, um, and kind of selling that story of working out for every one of those stakeholders. So it's not just focused on the executives at the front, but also giving value for everyone else um, as they continue going throughout the deck. All right, that's great. And now let's go a little bit granular and talk about the metrics themselves. So what kind of metrics should a marketer track in order to measure brand awareness? Yeah, depending on your data source, tracking mentions of your brand name and sediment around that primarily, I'd focus on that initially. If you have numerous products, business units, or anything with different sort of segmentation, drilling down into that as well. Um, so you can set up different queries depending on the tool that you're using, um, different keywords, uh, grouping those keywords based off of a topic, uh, based off of different ways that you could spell your product name, um, considering even um, misspellings of your name, which is pretty common. People might misspell it, uh, especially if they're angry about the product. They, they might be um, quickly typing something, a review, a negative review potentially, or even a positive re review, and um, especially if you're using your phone autocorrect, who knows what you, you might end up spelling. But just being aware that people um, are out there uh, talking about numerous products, might be on different data, uh, data channels as far as uh, it could be Yelp, uh, uh, Google review, um, Reddit, uh, Facebook, everything, all these different areas to really explore as far as that goes. All right, these are great tips. And now let's go to probably the most favorite part of any interviews I have, which is the tool stack. So now that marketers have gathered all the information, talked to the executive team, figured out what, for who they're building this report, what kind of tools can they use to actually create this report? And maybe you could walk us through a couple of different scenarios here. For sure, yeah, for getting data from own channels, uh, obviously use Supermetrics. <laughs> uh, so far for me, it's been the easiest and most cost-effective as far as other tool tools out there, um, and also the most accurate. So uh, I would highly recommend that as a first stop for um, your own channels. Uh, on, honestly, you could also do it for listening. Uh, there's integrations for that as well. Uh, 
But for listening on brand awareness, uh, along with Supermetrics, if it doesn't have the connection for it, a uh, great tool, Hootsuite, uh, is great for listening into hashtags or keywords. Um, if you're at the enterprise level, uh, it, it's going to be more costly, but tools such as Sprinkler, um, Meltwater, which was uh, bought Systemos, which is a, a common tool name that was going around, but yeah, now under Meltwater. Uh, Conros, Coros, uh, formerly Spreadfast, is also a good one I recommend as far as like listening to have those capabilities on there. So those are some pretty common enterprise level ones. Uh, but yeah, ultimately with all of those really do your research as far as like what's coming out there, especially if you're involved with that technology decision, because uh, as the, you probably know, this, this industry is totally evolving all the time. Uh, so it's good to look at what's coming out because um, you never know what the, the new and best thing is. Um, as far as deck building, something my team uses uh, is Google Slides. Uh, it's just for easier collaboration. It's uh, it's nice to to talk in there. Integrates with the the Google Workspace or work yeah Workfront, and uh, also it integrates really well with Supermetrics. And we actually have a, a blog I, I touched on this where you can if you have some data tables in your reporting, you can fairly easily automate this between Supermetrics, Google Sheets, and Google Slides where you could have it updating on a weekly, daily, uh, monthly basis. And all you have to do is essentially refresh uh, the, the data tables within Google Slides and you're kind of all set up with formatting, which is a, a real time saver. Um, lastly, as far as data visualizations being a tool, um, Data Studio, uh, kind of going back to that Google thing is um, included with that. So it kind of keeps costs low with everything within one interface. Um, you could use Google Sheets uh, or Excel as far as like creating charts in there or pivot tables, but um, if you can't afford it, I also highly recommend Tableau as a, a, a great visualization tool um, compatible across different platforms. They have Tableau Online and they also have recently Tableau Prep, which is also included in their license. So if you do need to do a little bit more advanced cleanup or joining, um, unioning um, any of your data sources, uh, especially if you have a lot of them, uh, it's, a, it's a great kind of workaround to save costs as it's bundled in already. All right, awesome. I heard many, many, many great suggestions and I'm super happy to hear that your team is happy with Supermetrics. So a great addition there as well. And uh, finally, after the report is created, what are the next steps? So what should marketers, analysts, data teams consider after they've created and shared the report? Yeah, I would highly recommend that they follow up anytime they present a report uh, as far as like attaching it to an email, um, that's the primary way to communicate and just kind of having follow-up notes or questions that came up and answer it so everything's in one consolidated place. Um, and it just makes it really clear to who you're working with was X, with X, Y, Z, whatever you're going to include in there um, as things you're going to do or things that you need to follow up on. 
And uh, it could be vice versa too, as far as like maybe the client needs to know uh, they didn't take notes, uh, but now they have some place from your email now to kind of check in and on like, oh, I need to go get this so they can further analyze something within the report. So uh, yeah, I recommend doing that after reporting uh, or doing a presentation and then kind of putting in those recommendations and insights into the report as well. Uh, this is also, I find really helpful for executive level as sometimes they might not even jump into the report or they do want to jump into the report or share some quick fact with someone as they're walking down the, ha the hallway essentially. And so they can kind of check their email real quick and just have a couple of bullet points that they can quickly remember or pull up and look at without having to actually pull the report open. Uh, and yeah, as I kind of going back to keeping them engaged, if you can have weekly, bi-weekly check-ons and just make sure everything that you're doing is providing value for them. Uh, try to incorporate this data into decision-making that they're doing. So it's not, uh, basically what you have in the report is being used. Um, and that data that you have in the report is something valuable to them. Yeah. And lastly on here, if you're has, if you have the resource to do so, always keep testing new things. Um, this doesn't mean you have to spend a bunch of money to kind of do testing, but you can at least um, come up with data, inform decisions on what or what isn't working. Um, as you could do little tests as far as like tweaking CTA uh, messaging in there, or you could do uh, A-B testing on platforms as far as images. So there's lots of different things that you can do as far as testing on platforms, but you can also do this um, in your reporting as well as far as like uh, where do they like their arrangement of the report? Um, do they like certain sections uh, above or do they like certain chart types? So there's kind of a, a way to keep the client engaged or whoever you're working with um, not only when you're doing A-B testing out there, but also for your own kind of a report with them as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. They were some really, really, really nice tips throughout the whole podcast episode. So I'm sure our listeners will take them into consideration. And now if the audience would love to learn more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, they can check out more about Thesis, uh, the agency I work for at thesis.agency. Um, if they're curious about checking out more about myself, uh, you can go to metricsmark.com. Uh, <laughs> hashtag metricsmark. Don't really have much on social, but <laughs> that's a, also an option. Yes, metricsmark is the place to be. So everybody go ahead and check it out. And thank you so much for coming in the show, Mark. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you on the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.